Look at Talk. New episode starts now. Welcome, one. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. This is your man, B. Jones. And today we have an exclusive round. Today I get to meet the host of the Sit Down podcast, Mr. AKA OMG. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Um, actually, dude, if I'm being completely honest, today has been a little while, man, because uh, my job just said, like, we're closing down right now temporarily because of the coronavirus, bro. So, Oh, man, don't even get me started on that damn coronavirus, man. It's been shutting down everything. I did. Exactly. I, man, I did a show with my co-host earlier today. She was upset as fuck because her cruise got canceled and every, it's like everything is getting canceled because of this damn coronavirus, man. I know, bro. And what I, it would like, since it finally hit home with me, like, cause you know, like you've been seeing the NBA, the NCAA, Disney, like all these bigger places, like shutting down and stuff. And then now it really hit home with me. Cause now it's like, I'm out one of my jobs, one of my main jobs, you know what I mean? Like my main source of income. So now it makes me think like, damn, like all the Disney employees that are like are off work. Everyone that was working in the NCAA that helped put it on, like those people are out of work. NBA people that work at the facilities are out of work. I'm just like, damn, like, you know yeah, what I mean? So it's just no, crazy. trust me, I understand. I understand, which is why I do say salute to the NBA. Which is, I've seen stories where some players were stepping up saying, "Oh, we're gonna pay for them, make sure they straight, we'll donate some money so they can still get paid." Because that's fuck with people' incomes right there, and that's just that's not fun. Yes, that's what's it's scary because the bills ain't stopping yet. You know what I mean? Those are still coming. Exactly. And that's that's the thing people don't realize is when they count when they shut everything down, not everything gets shut down. And then I'm in the grocery store today seeing people buying the hell up out of toilet paper and the cleaning supplies, which got me yeah. thinking, what the hell were y'all doing before before this damn virus? I'm saying like yeah, yeah, because I mean, I was, yeah, I've always been one wash hands and all that. So like, it, it, like nothing's really changed from the way I've been living except being, except touching less stuff is really all I've been doing. You know what I mean? Because I always wash my hands and stuff like that, like periodically throughout the day, just because like, I don't know, like I feel like I just never, I don't like my hands being dirty. Period. You know? No, I, I have to agree with you on that. Um, I'm totally with you. I clean up everything. I clean up after myself. I wash my hands. Wash, wash everything. All yeah. right. We'll, we'll come back to the coronavirus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got plenty of time to come back to the coronavirus. So let's get into it. What? Tell me about the sit-down podcast. What made you create this podcast? Yeah, man. So it's actually an interesting story. It's a, it's a, it's a little layered. Um, first off, like, so I, I graduate. I have my BA, my Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology and Media Communication. So my first contact with, like, podcasting ever came through my degree in my studies of media communications um it started off off simple stuff like do like doing assignments like and doing the projects with a podcast like learning how to interview somebody um just little stuff like with podcasting right i had no idea what the podcast like i probably like this time last year is the first time i started even knowing what podcasts were because i was still in school and so that's why I first started hearing about them. And, like, when I first started recording, like, to be honest, like, what really got me was just, like, like, because my podcast has, I add music to it and stuff. And um, so adding the music element, because I've always been one of the people, like, that wanted to make beats and, like, stuff like that. But I honestly, I have, like, no rhythm. I can't keep a beat. I can't make a beat. Like, I know I probably could if I really, 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 like, apply myself to, but it, it comes really hard to me. Um, so, like, just making the podcast in general, like, just, makes me feel really good like editing adding music finding the right layers things like that um but i mean so when i graduated um life got real hard for me man i hit i hit a real wall uh after graduation like moving back to california because i went to greenville university in southern illinois and it was just real hard for me man like things were getting real rough and so i needed some type of purpose i needed some type of thing to like put life into and like really get something going so I, I was like man like i know how to podcast like let me do, let me just do this like and so i started the podcast just for myself for like giving me purpose and then i just wanted to boost other people up so that's why i created the sit down because i was like what can i talk well what am i good at what can i talk about i was like one of my top skills is like interpersonal communication like one-on-one -on -one talking talking in little groups um and there's people everywhere like i saw the show could always happen no matter who like, no matter if someone's willing to sit down with me, the show can continue going. So 
I decided to do the sit down podcast. And so that's kind of how it came about just to get, it started off with just trying to get me purpose. Um, but now that it's given me purpose, like now it's cool. Cause I'm like passing the opportunity to people to come on a podcast. Like I've never been on podcasts or anything like that before. So that's kind of the backstory behind it. Um, the quick one, two punch for it. So, so yeah, that's the sit down, man. Wow. That's interesting. I definitely agree with you as a fellow podcaster, having a forum to where people can sit down and talk and chit chat. So how, what made you go to college in Illinois if you lived in California? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm a basketball player. So I went to a small school, uh, or I grew up, I was born in Hayward, California, in the Bay area. It's a town right next to Oakland. Um, but both my parents became uh, correctional officers in, um, like the Valley, the central Valley of California. So I wanted up growing up in Kalinga, California, a very small town. Um, and I, I've loved basketball. It was just my passion, man. Like ever since, I think it was like Michael Jordan that got me in it. I remember watching space jam until the VHS tape like ran out and I had to get like two or three copies on that. <laughs> um, and so I just loved basketball because like you can play it by yourself. Like, cause I was like, cause my, I have a brother, but he's 14 years older than me. So he moved out the house. But when I was young, so I grew up pretty much by myself. So basketball was always something I leaned on to like, cause I can play, I can shoot hoops by myself. I didn't need like somebody to, like throw a ball back at me or anything like that. So I fell in love with the game, played the game throughout high school. Um, and like, Coming in from a small school, and even though I was putting up, like, 18, 22 points a night, um, it still wasn't enough because, I mean, the competition level just wasn't there, so I couldn't catch any coach's eye. Um, luckily, I did wind up earning a spot at my local JC, which is uh, West Hills Community College, um, right there in Kalingan. So I wound up putting in three years there, um, got my degrees there as well. And then um, – that third year, uh, Greenville University in Southern Illinois started recruiting me, man. They're a Division Three, um, and so yeah, that's pretty much what got me over there, man. Is I got recruited out of West Hills to go play ball there, and we play ball, man, and play ball in Illinois, and that's where I was. That's real. That's real. So, what do you think about? It? Like I said, I know the NBA got shut down with the coronavirus, so I know it's something that. So, what compelled you to say I want to start this podcast? <clears throat> Yeah, um, it was, it was like, I don't know, man. Like, it just, it just felt like, because, I mean, it was interesting enough. So, I remember it was, so say it was like Thursday night, man. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this podcast. Like, I need to make it happen. And I really just, because I, the way I structure, I have it all, everything on a Google Doc, um, like the name, the title, the category, description, and everything like that. And I just put it all together. I was like, okay, I, like, I, because I didn't want to do, a show that was just like me talking, you know, because I was like, I feel like on a week to week basis, I would like run into constant walls of like, all right, what am I going to talk about this week? What am I going to talk about this week? What can I do? Like, it'd be a constant stress to do that. And so I wanted somebody with me, but I didn't want to co-host because then I have to worry about their schedule and bring them in. And like now it just adds another element that I have to worry about somebody else constantly, too. And I'm just like, I don't want to add that in. Um, and so like. I wanted to do it just because, um, I don't, I mean, just like I said, like just to give me purpose, man. Like, um, and so I made it all on Thursday night, Friday. And then, so what's funny was I had like a random mic, like, um, uh, that Jackie, this girl named Jackie, um, shout her out, man. She's mama Jacks. I actually produced her podcast called the mom in it podcast. Um, she let me her like, little low-end mic bro and i was gonna record off this like cheap old mic bro the quality would have been horrible um and so i was like on my way to my to record my with my first guest and then like on my way there i was like hold on i have like gift card gift like gift like uh gift cards from best buy from back when i graduated that someone gave me and i was like let me stop by best buy and see how much is on there and it wanted to being 150 bucks and so I just, so I went and bought, like, invested in, like, a, a blue yet or Yeti blue mic. Um, and so then recorded the first episode with the sit-down man with my boy Ronnie, um, which is the episode out right now, like, the, the final that came out. And I loved it, dude. Like, it just felt really good. Like, it just gave me so much, like, like life after I recorded with him. And then see how excited he was to see about it. And then, like, it just felt amazing, dude. Like, because not only it felt really good for me, it felt really good for him to, like, talk and discuss and let some things out and like 
and then like also like it get, it makes people feel really cool when you like promote them all the time like all of a sudden their pictures like all over the place because i'm posting and constantly putting them out now you know what i mean so like people like that too and so i really like like doing that for people you know so so yeah that's real that's real i definitely agree with you on that so so far out of all 15 episodes which one would you say was your favorite episode and why yeah that's a great question man um because i have a great attitude for that one um it has to be episode seven um first off um because it was a um what's it called what's the word um a big achievement for me because i remember when i was like researching i was like okay i'm gonna research like a little bit about podcasting and like what it's about things like that what are like i was like on youtube looking up like you know like the five biggest mistakes podcasters make or five reasons why podcasts fail you know what i mean like i was going through that that type of stuff and a common theme i was finding was a lot of podcasts end around episode seven due to like like not having enough content or like just failing to put out constant episodes or life happening things like that right um so when i jumped into the podcast game i was like okay i planned till episode seven i was like all right i'm gonna make it to episode seven like Episode seven needs to happen because once I get that off my shoulder, like I'm gonna feel like okay, now I'm really doing it, you know? Wow. Um, so I was like, I need to make episode seven, and then I also that was my first guest that like I because I, I live in right now I live in Fresno, California, and um so I had somebody reach out to me early. Um, his name's Angel, and super dope story man super dope story like i had no idea who who he was um at all like he just hit me up like yo i see you this podcast i want to be on there. i want to tell my story um and so i drove so i got out of work at like nine drove three hours to Par- um, paris california right right outside like riverside la area went like popped in their house at like 11 p.m 12 p.m and we set we, we set my stuff up like right there in their right there in the living room um and we talked man and it was an amazing story like angel angel she's uh, a non-binary um so she doesn't identify as he or she um and so like hearing the story of how um he came out as as a gay as a gay man at first like as a gay boy young young and early and then hearing the story about um how his father who's like uh, how his father and grandmother were really unaccepting of his lifestyle and his runaways. It was an amazing story, man. So, like, not only was episode seven, like, like a monument for me, like, it was my first time sitting down with a completely, like, I had no connections with, didn't know at, previously at all. Like, it was my first real connection I made through the podcast. And, like, it was such an amazing experience all around, man. And it was just, it was just dope. Like, it was just a dope experience. And so then after that episode seven, I was like, okay, like, I feel like a real, I feel like a podcaster now, you know, like, it felt good. So, yeah, episode seven was definitely my, like, my favorite because it just meant a lot, you know? Wow. That, now, that's, that, that's real dedication, like driving three hours to do a podcast with somebody. That is real dedication because nowadays people are quick to, like, set up technology to where you don't even have to drive to three hours now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, so, like, that's something, like, I've been kind of battling with because I know I've been wanting to, like, I wanted to come on more shows of podcasts and, like, and get, we'll get like build real connections with other podcasters and stuff. And with my podcast being the sit down, I don't know, man, because I like having like, like really, because I want to keep true to like the sit down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm really kind of thinking like, okay, do I only like sit down with my guests to be true to like what I originally have? Or like sitting down on the phone is almost the same thing too, though, you know? So. Yeah, I'll say. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'll say, um, sitting out is true to most. You know, what I'm saying it's like you just gotta find your niche, and sometimes you gotta do it mobily. You know, what I'm saying to see how this works for you. You just gotta find it and do it. You know, what I'm saying it's like yeah. at the end of the day, as long as you're putting up content and you're okay with it, hey, we gotta keep going. So, what would you say? Episode seven was the episode you look back at and you're like, damn, I done came a long way from this episode. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, it was just like, because in the beginning, it was something like, I want to make it to episode seven. Um, and then it was, it just adds even more to it that like, there's that whole journey of driving three hours, meeting somebody I had never met before. Uh, and then having an amazing story on top of that, like, her, her story was like incredible. And I like, and I know she felt really good like saying it. Um, and then also, too, like, I feel like that was a really cool title. Like, I was, the title was He, She, It was the title of that episode. And so, 
I don't know. I just, it's, everything come, came together after that seventh one, and I felt like I really started putting out really good content after that. I feel you on that. Now, let's go back to your last episode when you were talking to the um, the American Sniper. What was that like? Because I was sitting down with this, <laughs> listening to that episode. I'm like, wow, I would have never thought to interview somebody that was actually in the military. I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for their service, but I never like thought to bring them on. So what was your thinking behind that? Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, so that's what's pretty amazing about uh, my show is that, like, every time I sit down with a guest, I get to, like, really engage and be, like, in their world for a week. You know what I mean? Because, like, I start engaging with, like, who people who are engaging with. And that's, like, the social media part, right? Um, and so, like, I've had um, episode four. He was He's, he's ex-military, but we didn't talk about military at all. That was my, it's my boy, um, Lorenzo. Um, that one's called Two Soulmates Soulmates Exist. And then through that, I had on episode, I think, 11 or 12, I had, um, my, another guest come on, his name is Seth, and he's ex-military as well. Um, so I've had a few ex-military, but, like, it wasn't, like, specifically about them being on the military. Um, and he hit me up through, um, hearing one of my episodes with Enoch. Um, and he, like, hit me up on some, like... Hey man, like I'm a, I'm a fighter, like because he fights like MMA and stuff like that, um, amateur. And he was like, hey, I'm a fighter, um, but also too, like I'm like I I'm fighting PTSD, like uh, I would love to come on the show and talk about like how it is to struggle with PTSD and like what it's like and like because he his whole thing was he wanted to speak to that, so like speak to that so as like other um, military can hear it too, you know what I mean? So like basically letting him know like you're not alone, like. Everybody, like a lot of military are dealing with this and like and kind of like letting him in like letting people in on how he deals with it you know what i mean to like potentially help people and so i was like hell yeah like that's exactly what like the sit downs for like everyday life with everyday people um and not everyone's an expert but we all have knowledge and so and so yeah and that's and so that's pretty much what happened like he hit me up on that and i'm like that's perfect that's amazing i think that would be i'll make make for a great show and send a great message to like other other military and hopefully it could help somebody you know so yeah, that was a dynamic episode. Even somebody that was wasn't in the military, it brought perspective to what it was actually like to be an American sniper. I'm like, wow. I'm saying, I'm probably sure I'm sitting there listening to this episode. I'm like, wow, that that's a lot. It's like they go through a lot. I just only thing I do wish I wish um, the American government would do more for them when they return because I, it's, it's sad seeing sometimes you see homeless veterans um, when you're driving yeah, yeah. up down the street. It's crazy. Yeah, man, it's it was yeah. Hearing his story was definitely, um, it was the first time I choked up a bit on a, on a podcast because I know I know um, uh, when I do my show, I like to like I like to drink a little bit um just to lighten the mood and get loose and stuff. And um, but like when he was telling his story, I think it was when he was telling about like man, like you don't know what it's like when he realized like uh like kind of like the things of his actions about like he possibly was killing like innocent people you know um and when he talked about i didn't really like it really didn't come to me up until like you look over and like your your like partner's like dead right next to you and like talking about there's still and then there's dead still and like he when he got into that little part right there that's when i was like dang like that's when i said like i was like my eyes got real watery bro and like i think a few tears dropped down i was just like god like this is this is real intense and like the way the setting we did it too we did it right here in my small room and like we were like it was real close and tight and it just you just felt the energy man so like that was the first time like i really got choked up during like an episode like that so it was heavy stuff man yeah i could imagine now you know the name of the podcast we do is called look and talk so (laughs) that being said what's your favorite your go-to looker man okay uh I have a few, man. It really depends on the setting and depends on like how how the bank account looking, you know. Um, so let's see. If we're doing liquor, I like to I like to dabble in whiskey and uh, tequila, of course. Those are my probably like two go to like mm-hmm. parts. Um, I mean, really depends on the. Pr- I'm really down for anything. I I don't do Fireball too much anymore because uh, Fireball used to. Or not used to it does. If I drink too much, do it makes me really aggressive. I don't know what that is, man. Do you like, <laughs> like how do you th- like? Do you think certain like liquors like make you a certain way? You know what I mean? Like vodka makes you like because vodka kind of makes me like 
be in my feels and like kind of cry a bit, dude. Like it makes me like emotional, you know? Yeah. I'll, now, <laughs> personally, I would say wine does that for me, but like sometimes, okay. sometimes vodka maybe want to turn up, but. Uh, and I say the dark look is making me chill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, hell yeah, hell yeah. And fireball, fireball, fireball is making me chill. So now okay, on the okay. on the flip side, what's the liquor you say you drunk when you were young and you said you would never drink this kind of liquor ever again? Oh man, that's easy. That's uh UV UV like the blue one, the blue bottle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I drank so much, almost so much Faderade in high school, bro. Because I mixed the blue Gatorade with the blue UV, bro. That was the drink. <laughs> yeah. And I don't do it no more. Every time I never, I never get another UV. No matter how cheap it is, but I don't, I will never get UV again. Man, look, <laughs> I will, I will fuck with a wine cooler, but I will not fuck no down UV. So I, yeah, I definitely man. feel you on that. So, yeah. so what's some of the biggest differences between like when you were like living in Cal- California and uh, in Illinois? What are some of those differences like? What differences did you have to get adjusted to? Yeah. Um, First off, uh, I think the first, like, major thing is the weather. Um, that's, like, the first thing everyone notices. Um, well, especially, it hit me mostly. Because I remember, because I'm a snowboarder. I like snowboarding. So, like, this, being in the snow and stuff was never a thing. I liked it. Um, and being cold, I like it when it's cold. So, like, I, it wasn't that big of a thing. But where it really got a um, major difference and I it started annoying me was because I had my car out there. I drove out to Illinois. So What? Yeah, yeah. How, man, I, I knew somebody that drove from California to Florida. I, I said to myself, how? Do y'all just, like, plan it out to where you, like, taking trips? Wow. It's something you got yeah. to plan, my like, My car's been in Florida. My car's been in Florida. I've driven my car to Florida. Not straight, though. I was in Illinois, and then we spring break and went to Florida. Man. And drove down there. Um, I could tell that a little bit later. But um, what the major differences was, so we went so for our winter break, we got a week or like a week and a half to, to go back home for the, for the holidays. Right. Um, and then I came back and my like whole like windshield was frosted and like there was snow on my car and that freaked me out, dude. I was like, Oh crap. Like is my car going to like break? Like, what, like my car's never been frozen up like this. Like what the hell? Like it's like, I freaked out majorly. And I, I was like, what, what's up with my, I like my, uh, windshield and my coach was like relax like relax like you'll be all right like you just need you need to go get this like type of scrapers like you can use mine right now and then you can use some like this like it's like this like defroster stuff that you can kind of like spray on the windshield that makes it defrost faster and easier to scrape off and so like just adjusting with having my car snowed in and then driving in the snow um having to like warm up your car a lot like a lot longer like so mostly the the adjustments came and the differences came like dealing with the car maintenance and stuff like that. Um, but also too, I really learned I didn't like the sound of walking on like light snow because the way that like the ice crunches is like I hated that noise, man. I really hated that noise. So those are the major differences. Like you can go outside without many layers, so that was kind of annoying because you always had to be layered up. Um, also too, man, something you have to worry about if you live out there, like. Um, or if you don't, if you're not from there and you like move out there, is like your wardrobe. Um, cause I, cause all like sweats and sweaters, right, are like, like mostly gray and black, right? Well, at least for me. And so I noticed I would wear gray and black a lot, like a lot. And then we don't see the snow a lot. And so like you're kind of like happy levels are like a little lower than like normal. Cause I remember for a minute, I'm like, man, I don't know why. I'm just not like, it felt like just a weird funk. And then I looked at my closet. Um, and I'm like, everything is gray and black. And then it, we're never seeing the sun anymore, like, because it's always overcast over there in the sun, the winters. The winters are much longer there than over here in Cali. So, like, just little things like that. Like, so then I remember my senior year, I, I made it a, 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 what's it called, a point to buy, like, yellow, reds, and different color, like, sweaters and hoodies to lighten the, because it just felt better, like, just having different colors and breaking away from the gray and black and gray and black, you know, so... Yeah, man, those are probably the little the little differences was mostly coming in the weather, because um, most of all, most of everything like I mean, there's some differences in the people and stuff, but it's not major, you know, because it's still the United States. Yeah, I feel you on that. So, what's something about podcasting you wish you would have known before you got started? Um, uh, that's a great question, man. If I would wanted to know something before that, um, let's see here. <laughs> Because I love something about podcasting I've been loving is just like learning about it, man. Like, I like, so I think, honestly, I don't know. Let's see here. 
Um, actually, I probably would have. I probably would have uh, liked to learn. Like, I probably would have want to know how um, to produce the quality I was producing. Like, because right now, like, if I go back and listen to like some of my quality and stuff, like back in my first couple episodes, they're like, I'm like, man. I don't know what I was like, cause I have like I started upgrading my mic and like now I have like one that like with the boom arm and stuff and the way it hangs down and everything. So I probably would have told myself to like switch it up like on something like that, like or like learn about the grain and stuff like. So maybe just like giving myself like tips. I wish I would have known the tips about like quality control in the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it, the episodes would have sounded a lot better. But I mean overall though, I mean I kind of like the way. I probably wouldn't have changed anything now that I'm thinking, cause like I love the way I'm like growing and learning constantly but i mean if i had to say something it'll probably just be um learning about how to produce the quality that i'm producing now you know what i mean so just those little like little things that i i've learned along the way so now nah, i feel you that's real so have you ever attended any podcasting conferences no but i have been like that's something i've i've been realizing now that they have like todd fest and like these different like podcast conventions and stuff and i like because the other one was the last pod fest was in orlando that's that's close over there to you yeah so and the thing is like i said i was gonna go but then i started a new job you know how new jobs are they yeah, don't they don't want you to leave off. you can't call off <laughs> you can't call trust off me like, i want i wanted to go because i know i've been to the um podcasters meetings as well so what was something you would tell people looking to get into podcasting um, yeah, that's that's another good question, man. I I mean, so right now I do um, I produce another podcast because um, I'm trying to I'm trying to become also like a producer of podcasts, so like recruiting people and trying to create that. Um, so if I was to tell somebody about podcast, what was the question exactly though? I don't. Wanna... I said, what would you? Do? Okay, no problem. Uh, what would you tell people that looking to get into podcasts? What would you tell them? I would probably tell them, dude, that it's super fun, man. Like it's like. Cause it's a little less intense than um, video, cause you don't have to worry about like being on camera and stuff like that. Um, cause it's, I would just tell them it's just, it's just a great journey, man. Like it's, it's fun to have a voice. It's fun to have a platform where you can actually come on, speak. You, it's your own show. Like having your own show is just like a really cool feeling, especially nowadays. You know what I mean? Since like content and social media and all that stuff is huge. Like having a voice and like having so much potential in it i don't know i just feel like having your own show and having something that's completely yours to control like is just like a feeling almost the same feeling of like having a business because like well my podcast it feels like i own a business even though i'm not making any revenue it still feels like a business and like you know there's something rewarding about like working on something like that constantly that's yours so i mean i would just sound it's like it's a really fun experience man like that give yourself a platform so if you have anything to say man podcasting is definitely the wave especially right now it's growing like so fast and like it's just it's becoming the new thing man and so like right now it's like you're still it's still early on because it's still growing and growing but like eventually it's going to be full on like just as big as music you know what i mean like so so yeah i just sound like it's great it's a great journey man now not as anyone can do it yeah i definitely agree with you anybody can do it speaking of that do you feel like there's too many podcasts out here in the world nowadays? <laughs> Since <laughs> anybody can do it. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some podcast shows out there that it's just like, I mean, does that really be, need to become a show? You know what I mean? So, because I've definitely run into something like that. But I mean, I can't hate on nobody's podcast, man. I mean, everyone has something they feel like the world should hear. Uh, but there definitely is a lot of podcasts out there. It's It's really the podcast that, I, I think it's just there's too many podcasts out there really is it, the reason why it becomes hard is because there's podcasts out there that like because um, for me quality is everything man like quality is, is a big deal with podcasting and I think when it comes to there's too many I think there's too many with with lower quality that need to learn about the quality you know yeah I definitely so, feel you on that I definitely I, I definitely feel like a lot of people need to learn the quality and literally work on that and then and stop yeah. because I think people look at quantity over the quality of the episodes, which is yeah, which is crazy. Which is um, so getting back to your podcast. So, who was your favorite guest that you had on so far? Um, yeah, man. So, see, that's not that's tough. That's tough because I mean, like, I hear like all the all the rappers and all that say that when they ask them like, "What's your favorite song?" They all like my all like my children. You know, they're all like <laughs> all my favorite man, but. I mean, the most fun, I mean, because what I love about the sit-down, man, is, like, it's really cool because everybody that's been on the show, I've literally went over into their space 
and sat down with them and got to be in their environment and talk to them and got to know them like on levels that like I haven't known them before you know what I mean because some of them are my friends um and some of them are people that I've known in the past and I haven't seen them in years some are complete strangers so that's what's really dope about the pot about my podcast specifically which is I really love about it um but I have if I would have to say my favorite guest ah let's see let's see let's see let's see I would probably say, I don't know why. Like, I think I want to say um, Seth was probably one of my favorite guests to record with. Um, just because I liked, it felt, because I liked, because he brought his own, like, he had his own, like, show outline and stuff that he wanted to go to. So, like, the conversation was really easy and fun. Um, and, like, it really felt like the whole environment of, like, what I like about the sit down, like, coming together. So I think uh, episode I think it's episode eleven or twelve. It's called the Retirement Comedy Show. That's what it's called. Um, and so that guest was really fun to be with. So I, I think he was probably one of my favorite guests. That's real. That's real. So what can? So what's the big plans for um, this year with the Sit Down Podcast for the rest of twenty twenty? Yeah. So uh, so the bigger plans right now, man, is um, season two. Mm. Uh, season two um so the way i'm doing it is every 25 episodes is going to end the season it's going to start a season um so season season two should be jumping off in summer um also i'm excited because i'm gonna do a season one recap so i'm gonna bring on one of my guests that's already been on this on the sit down before and me and him are, um, are gonna talk and i'm gonna tell him about like all like i'm basically gonna release like all like the fun stories that went into like the behind the scenes stories about the episodes and and talk about what it was like being with that person during that time and like maybe have like flashback clips and stuff like that you know how like real shows do that like they'll have a show where like they just keep doing flashbacks to like the old scenes and stuff yeah um so i'm gonna do that for a season one recap it's gonna be like a two-hour show it's gonna be a super long like if so it's I don't know if anyone's ever gonna listen to it, but I'm excited about it because it's really a place where I can just release some stuff. Um, season two is gonna be really fun because I'm I'm working on a really dope promo promotional video for season two that I, it's gonna be pretty sick, man. So season two is definitely on the rise for for the next moves of 2020, man. Um, so is there any guests you have on that you're looking forward to having on for season two? Yeah, man. I mean. Um, I already have, I think, five guests already, like, scheduled and ready to go for season two. And then I have, like, a potential guest list that I have my eyes on a few of them. Um, so, call one I'm most excited about. Honestly, I can't really pinpoint that because I'm always excited about all my guests. Like, I'm really excited about every guest that's willing to sit down with me because, like, again, I wouldn't have a show if no one was willing to sit down with me. So, they're all special to me, man. Um but I'm always excited about every one of them because in different ways, because everyone brings like a different aspect to the show that I wouldn't be able to create without them being there. So I'm really excited about all of them, man. I can't really pinpoint about a potential one that I'm most excited about. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. And also, you, I'm just going to put this out there. If you want <laughs> yours truly to come through, let me know. I'll come I'll come on. I'll help you out. You know what I'm saying? Because you're yeah, doing this dude. for me. So I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly return the favor. You just let me know when and I'll de- Oh, damn sure return that favor for you, man. Hell yeah, man. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to bring you on the sit-down, bro. Maybe I got to fly out to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Bro, after the coronavirus drops down for a bit, bro. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. After this damn coronavirus. So what what's out, out there like in, out there in Cali with this coronavirus? Are people going crazy out there too? Hell yeah, man. I mean, um, like I said, dude, I, I work for I work for the city, the city of Clovis, and they I work for the rec department. And they just shut down the entire, like, starting Monday, the, the rec shut down. And, like, it's suspended and, like, out for, I don't know. Like, we have a staff meeting this week because he just put it out, like, yo, like, the city is, this this recreation department is about to be, like, shut down temporarily. We'll meet this week to talk further about it. So I'm about to be out that job. Um, I also work a bank, I also work as a banquet server. So they're continuing to go right now. But they're on thin ice, too, because, I mean, they're, like, bank, they're, like, big gatherings or weddings and stuff like that so i don't know how much longer that's gonna go so i don't know man it's just been it's been pretty crazy man like i was just on the phone with my mom and my mom's like freaking out and stuff because she lives in arizona uh and she's like freaking out because i mean over there too like you know like like the grocery stores and stuff like that are getting real um skimpy and stuff and honestly that's what scares me the most man like um is just 
it's it's the panic of people is what scares me the most, not like the necessarily like the yeah. virus itself. Do you feel like people are overreacting to this virus? Because I I looked at I looked at some of the numbers and on the next episode of Look at Talk, me and my co's did um, we discussed the numbers further. It's like it's like one to five hundred people could die from that. And it's like the numbers are like very skinny. I'm like people are yeah. do you feel like they're just overreacting? Um yeah, I I think they're overreacting. A, like they're overreacting. Yeah, they're definitely overreacting. Um, but I think yeah, it, def, the death, the numbers of like death and stuff like that, they definitely are lower. But I think really where the panic comes from, or where the panic should be coming from, is like because it's treatable. Because there's I I was just reading this morning that like people in Japan are already recovering and so like people that have been with the virus, um, and so what's really what's really where the the scary is because like if where if there's that many people getting affected, like our medical staff can't keep up with that many. So like you have to be taking precautions and stuff like that because you don't want to spread it because you need our medical staff to, cause you can't treat like, un, like a billion people, you know? So like the virus is going to spread like how, like the flu spreads, how the cold spreads. But I mean, if you're taking precautions and stopping the spread, then you're keeping our medical staff from like having to be overworked and like able to treat people because the deaths will rise if we're not able to treat, people you know what I mean? if like you get a coronavirus and you're and there's not enough medical staff to treat you then that's when like the death rates are going to go up not necessarily because the virus itself you know what i mean so i think it's just you need to take precautions yes but like i think as far as like they're overreacting as far as like needing to buy like a year's worth of like toilet paper and like all this like sanitizer and stuff like that like because now you're putting now you're like letting now like what if somebody wasn't able to buy in you know like that person has to suffer because you overreacted about buying that stuff you know what i mean you should just be buying it normally mm-hmm. like you always do you know what i mean like i don't know so it's just no i went to the store today and i see the waters done stocked up i'm like y'all done bought up all this damn water i'm like no one yeah. damn well you don't drink that much water but you got about five or six cases of bottle of water i'm like i know what? like it's, it's crazy like, you use two you use two cases normally for a month, so why do you need six now for this month? You know what I mean? Like exactly. Like, because I mean, because what my mom's most scared about too is like uh, what's happening in Japan and like Italy and stuff like that about how like they're not allowed to like leave their homes and stuff. Uh, but I mean, they will keep you in there for like maybe three weeks, you know. But like, like I don't know. It just feels like when people like have to think they have to be in their house all the time that they're gonna need like all of a sudden five times more stuff but it's like not really man as long as you just like act like it's normal like you're not gonna be eating like all the time when you're at home or be shitting all the time when you're at home you know what i mean so it's just like i don't know yeah i, I definitely <laughs> feel you on that and pe- people don't get it i'm like y'all really think y'all gonna be doing all that stuff when you're home it's it's just gonna sit there and catch dust it's crazy yeah and you're just hurting people that weren't able to buy it and now you have like a year's worth in your spot and like so yeah, it's the yeah. overreaction is what's scary. That's what's most. That's what the scariest part is. Like, yeah, the coronavirus is scary, and like, I don't want to catch it though. I don't want to see any of my loved ones catch it or anything like that, or anyone in that case. But the overreaction is a little more scary because people like it's like in those zombie movies, bro. Like when you see the apocalypse happening, like the people, the way the people, every the society reacts is scary. Like people start crashing into things and i start trying to kill people for stuff. And it's just like, damn, like, people are the ones that are scary. <laughs> yes, they are. People are definitely scary. So, so, so how do y'all deal with earthquakes out there in California? Because <laughs> I'll be seeing stories about the damn earthquakes and stuff. And some people, they say earthquake happens, you don't even feel it. Earthquakes and fires, man. That's what, that's what happens in Cali, man. Or especially <laughs> out here in the in freaking the valley, man. Fires is a big deal. Um yeah. But I mean, with earthquakes, I haven't experienced a huge amount of earthquakes lately. Like, I remember back when I was probably in third to like fifth grade, around there, like in elementary school, dude. I remember there was just like two week period, dude, where it was like an earthquake every other day, and it was so crazy, man. It was so wild. Like, I remember seeing like the ground do the waves, man. It was wild. Um, but I mean, so we don't have basements out here. That's something we don't have out here. We don't have basements out here because that's something I noticed that was different between us and like the Midwest. There's basements in the Midwest because of tornadoes and stuff, but we don't have basements out here in um, Cali. Wow, interesting. So yeah. what? So when it comes to Cali, what's the biggest difference between the Valley and like area like LA? 
Um, well, the Central Valley. So the Central Valley is the most <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I want to say like I guess slept on, but like people like people from LA and people from like Frisco and like that area because it's like the SoCal No Cal. Like, don't really care about the Central Valley just because we're in the middle and we don't have city and stuff like that. But what's most important about us, dude, is we produce all the food. Like, all, like, everything in California, like, Central Valley, like, we're all farmland and stuff. So, like, like we produce, like, that's why, also, that's what's cool about Central Valley is we get the freshest, like, produce and stuff. Um, and so, I guess the major difference between us and, like, the L.A. is we don't have, like, that city or anything like that. I mean, we have Fresno. Fresno's, like, but it's not, like, a city like L.A. or nothing like that. So, I mean, it's just, like, just more like farm, farm rural towns and stuff like that. Um, a lot less going on, but I really like it, man. Cause I don't like being in the city, man. The city stresses me out. Like, cause you have to like worry about parking, traffic, other people. Like there's just a lot going on out there and like, it's cool popping in, popping out. Um, but I wouldn't want to live in like an area like that. So those are yeah. the differences, man. It's just, we got all the farmland and all the food out here. <laughs> I feel you on that because, like I said, when I went out to LA, no, no lie, every day we were there, we we got stuck in traffic at some yeah. point. I'm like, even on a damn Sunday, we got stuck in traffic. It is just crazy out there in LA. Yeah, you don't got to worry about that here, man. Maybe at five o'clock when everyone's out of work, but other than that, man, it's real smooth sailing out here. I like it out here, right here in Fresno. Hey, that's real. That's real. Um, moving on, this let, let's shift gear about a little sports. So, okay. who's your basketball team right now? Golden State Warriors, man. Oh man, how does it feel to have a humbling season, man? <laughs> Honestly, I like it because now all the fake fans can jump off off our shit, man. Like, clear the air, man. We need a reset because I was tired of saying I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, and everyone, all like a fan that I've never even seen before, is questioning my loyalty, and I'm just like, bro. I remember, I remember, I, cause my dad is the reason why I'm like out mall Bay Area. So I like the A's, I like the Raiders, I like the Warriors. And so all three of those franchises have had the. Hey, I'm like, sorry oh, about the Raiders leaving, uh, leaving town, man. Dude, honestly, it's weird because like, so I, I like the sports and everything, but I don't really like watch them too much. I'm not gonna lie, cause like I'm just be, be busy and like I just don't really watch sports in general, but I do go, I have my teams and stuff. Um, but it really, I really felt some type of way. I was like, damn, like, they're moving to Vegas? Like, like I don't know how I feel about that. Should I get a new team? Is this a reset? Like, I don't know. It just felt weird about them leaving Oakland, though. So, it was it was a weird feeling. I mean, I mean, they left Oakland before in the, like, the 80s and went to L.A. But then, but damn, they went to, this time around, they went to a whole different state. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I found it crazy. I'm like, of all the teams, I did not think the Raiders were going to wind up in Vegas. I thought they might move back to L.A., but. Vegas? Hmm. Yo, oh. it's going to be wild, though, because people are going to go there on Friday and stay the weekend and party all weekend, then go to the Raiders game on Sunday, man. Like, Vegas, that's about to be a freaking money central over there for Vegas. Yeah. So what do you think of the new arena for the Warriors in San Francisco? Damn, that thing's beautiful, man. I haven't had a chance to pop in and see it yet, but, I mean, from all from watching the games and stuff, that thing is it's amazing, man. I think they earned that right there. They definitely earned that, and they deserve to be in there. And, and I like it, man. I like that they're over there now. Yeah, yeah, the Durban is beautiful, and I do agree with what you were saying about how how maybe not having a team where you're always competing for the tra- championship can get rid of some of the bandwagon fans. Yeah, man, because, I mean, and that's where you really see it because, I mean, all of a sudden people are hating on them and things like that, and I'm like, all right, that's fine. Like, let's reset, man. Like, we still got everything we need, man. We still got Steph, Clay, Draymond, and now we got Wiggins. I think we need to upgrade some of our bigs. I would love to get Steven Adams, man. I want to see Steven Adams send screens for Clay and Steph. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just a nice year to, like, let everybody else, you know, do their thing, and you know, so it's, you know, we had our turn. We'll let LeBron maybe win one, but. <laughs> <laughs> so how how were you feeling when KD left left for um Brooklyn? Man, I mean, all Warrior fans knew we he, we just we just had him for a couple of years. We all knew that he wasn't gonna retire a Warrior. We kind of us here. We kind of yeah. Everyone everyone that thought if you thought you he was gonna be here long term, then then you wasn't paying attention, man. You don't like. I don't know. I just kind of expected it. Like I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it was just gonna be a quick run. Um, I thought maybe we can. I think. I think when we got the the new stadium, I was like, he might want to stay like another two years with us because of the new stadium and you know because uh, we we lost and he got hurt, so he might want a redemption year or something like that. 
Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of felt the pulse. Like, I, KD's not gonna, he's not gonna retire. Warrior. He's not gonna be with us that long. As long as we keep Steph and Clay, um, it's all good. You know what I mean? I mean, Draymond. I, it would suck to see Draymond go, but I mean, I'm really attached to like Steph and Clay for sure, because uh, they're the Splash Brothers. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I was, I, it wasn't that big of a deal. I kind of knew he was gonna, he was gonna be gone. So. Yeah. So what was that? What was the atmosphere like when y'all were like dominating, like just going to the finals every year? What was that atmosphere like out there for y'all? I mean, the first championship they won, I went to the uh, the parade. So the very first one they won, I went to the actual parade and that was that was crazy. And that was hell of bananas, man. Like I, I cried when I see Steph, man. I, I saw him on the float. And I like I started crying, dude. It's crazy. I have it on my Instagram. Um it was funny, man. It was just wild, man. It was just everyone was a Golden State Warrior fan. But it was kind of cool because for two of those years, I was in Illinois. Um, and so I was out there, like, representing Golden State out there. And it was cool to be out there for those two years because there wasn't as many Warrior fans out there. So it was cool to be, like, one of the only ones to be representing um, out there out there for um, Illinois. So it was cool, man. I, I liked it. I liked it. It was, it was a dope atmosphere. Everyone loved the Warriors for a bit. And, it was cool. It was really cool was to see him on ESPN again, man. Because I remember I hated seeing I would I would always like be on ESPN watching all this stuff and never see the Warriors on there. I'm like, damn, bro, this is like we're never on ESPN. And then all of a sudden now we're always so it was cool to like to hop on because I like watching first take and stuff like when I eat breakfast and stuff like that. So hearing them talking about the Warriors was cool to hear my team. Now was like it just made it more engaging as far as the media side of things. No, I feel you on that. I feel you on watching first take and stuff and um. Watching them talk about the Warriors. Now, do Warriors fans really believe that it was Draymond Green's fault that KD left, or did it was I already predicted that we knew <laughs> KD wasn't gonna stay? Um, I, I don't, I don't think people. I mean, I don't think people. I mean, as far I can only speak for myself, but I don't think that's the reason why he left. Um, but there has, I think he has come out and said that was a little bit of a, a what's it called? Part of a reason. Uh, it was a part of it. Yeah, it definitely was a part of it. So I mean, I think KD, yeah, KD has came out and said it was a part of it. Um, but again, like I said, like people that were like in tuned with what was going on knew he was gonna leave anyway. You mm. know, even Draymond knew it. Like Draymond even that's why he said that. You know what I mean? Like, um so I mean it wasn't all him because we kind of knew he was gonna be gone. Maybe we could have kept him for that two, maybe that the memory I told you, like we had we could have kept him maybe another two years because of the situation about us getting a new arena and then him getting hurt and maybe wanting redemption. So maybe Draymond kicked him out prematurely because maybe we could have had two more years with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So what are you thinking about all of the sports being canceled right now because of this damn coronavirus? You think it's a good thing? Yeah, man. I think right now, um, because I would hate it for, I would hate it to be something if it like, like, if this really is, like, you know, like, the apocalypse, like, the virus that ends all or whatever, or maybe we stop it or I don't know. But I would hate it to be where, like, you start seeing, like, our athletes that we were, like, watching and stuff, like, going down like that, you know? Um, and just, just for what? For our entertainment? You know what I mean? Like, what's basketball at this point if, if people are really, like, getting ill and, like, you know what I mean? Like, Rudy Gobert, um, Donovan Mitchell, they're already down, man. So, like, it's up there, man. It's, it's affecting everybody. And so, I would, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see them out there like get like potential like risking their illness because i mean all those people come and watch them and want to touch them and things like that like so i mean it's real risky for them just for our entertainment so it's not worth it um and yeah i mean i think i think it's all good man i think like they're taking their precautions precautions so i'd rather see them do that than than just like fuck it we like we're, we're missing out on millions of dollars like you know what i mean like it's it's cool to see people being trying to be caring for people and not being greedy all the time so it's kind of cool to see people coming together like that yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. You know what I'm saying? The only thing we don't like about it is it might be boring for right now, but I will say it's good that, that the precautions are being taken and stuff. And, hey, maybe we get to watch old old throwback films because last night I, well, I was watching the Celtics-Lakers. I said, wow. Yo, so that, I that was just saying that, too. Yeah, I was sitting there watching. So how, do y- how are y'all feeling in Northern California when teams from Southern California are having all the success? <laughs> Uh, it really depends on who you are, man. Because I know my cousin; he's a big Laker fan, man. So he he likes it. So, um, so I mean, it really depends on who you are and who you know. I mean, if you if you're friends with Laker fans, you hate it because all you hear is them talking shit, all this stuff. Um, 
so yeah i mean it really depends on who you are if you're, if you're part of because like especially here like in the central valley you have like a split of people that like people from socal and you got a split from people that like the no cow because that's what's crazy because like you can be a giants fan and from the from the no cow but then you have the like the dodger fans and socal and like you know what i mean and then it's like for every sport you kind of got that before it was like the rams and raiders um like a's and giants and then you got the padres and like you know what i mean like like we're split down the middle like you got a little bit of everything so there's rivalry and everything so really depends on what your fan group is man <laughs> that's real now shifting back to um what we like to talk about on look talk we do like to talk about deal with some relationships and stuff yeah, so yeah. um personally what would you say is the biggest difference between because i know you told me you lived in different states um yeah when the people in the midwest when it comes to relationships and people in california when it comes to re- dating and relationships um i think uh let's see what relationships i think with I so I think people in like here like on in Cali like move a little bit differently than people in like the Midwest and stuff like that as far as relationships. Um so I want to say like cuz I don't know cuz people in the Midwest for especially where I was from uh cuz I went to Greenville University which is a small private Christian college where they're saying is ring by spring. So people would be getting married, bro, like people like full-on committing early bro like people like legit get together like in like the fall and be married by spring okay that is fast ring <laughs> by spring that that is fast right there that that you you don't even is it possible you even know some fully know someone that, that amount of time to marry say i want to marry you and spend I, the rest of my life with you that is crazy well i mean i mean you, you see that show love is blind bro have you seen that show yeah i've seen so, it that one though, that one, the interracial couple did it, and they're they did it last time. They did it in three weeks, right? So, I mean, it works for some, but <laughs> I mean, that, that that that's a lot right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that's like for sure the major difference as far as how relationships work. I mean, I think people in the Midwest kind of like as far as move differently is what I meant by like. Like, once, I feel like, once, like, in the middle, they get real attached. Like, like, people in there, like, they're so, like, they're real, like, older fashion. They don't move as fast as, like, we do, like, here, like, in the West Coast. And I know you're over there, like, on the, on the, that side of the, of, of the United States. So, like, right there in the middle, man, they move a little bit differently. Like, where, like, commitment yeah. comes a little bit easier. You know, the old traditional ways of getting married, start, like, all that stuff is still about the same traditions. Rather, like, here in Cali, like, like, we like to, like, have our space. We like to have our time and, like meet somebody that gets to something and you know what i mean like a little bit like things just move differently out here so and that yeah i, I completely understand what i'm real out what i'm learning is love is different in every part of the country because i did an episode with chicken new york they said they move very fast in new york because they just people are stressed out because of traffic and bills and <coughs> all that stuff so meet somebody huh yeah <laughs> yeah so if you meet somebody they they move in like very fast and it's like if nothing happens nothing happens whereas in the south we kind of jumping about it you know what i'm saying yeah, so, yeah so what i've learned is people are just so different by um by where you're living at by region for sure that that is crazy so now, let me run a top back from episode 78 of Liquor Talk and get your thoughts on this. Why do you think people force relationships to happen? Um, I think it has to do with, let's see here, forcing relationships to happen. Yeah, like forcing a relationship, no, like trying to force a relationship out, trying to gain interest from somebody who already showed you signs that they're not interested in you, and yet you continuously pursue them and pursue them, and they finally give in, and then it turns out it's not what, what you want. Mm, what I talked about from the perspective of somebody that, like, goes back to that person, like, is like, like, what perspective you talk, you wanted to hear, like, the person that's, like, pushing for it, and then finally gets to the person that's like, all right, I'll give you a chance. Um, I would say the person that's that's pushing for it. We'll start with them. All right. Um, I mean, I think that's just like, like blind attraction, man. I mean, because I mean, if someone, if you're like like that with somebody, where you're constantly like, uh, what's it called, like trying to get at them, trying to talk to them, trying to be with them, things like that, and they're like showing no interest, then I think you're just like, as a dude, I think you're just like 
so blind by her like looks or something about her you're just like blinded by because obviously you don't get you don't know her that much because you haven't she hasn't even let you in you know what i mean like so you don't know her personality or nothing like that because she's not like messing with you so i think as a dude like you're probably just like like you're fantasizing like you're so infatuated by her that you're fan like you're over fantasizing about like her looks or maybe like something about something about her that like you were so attracted to that you're like you're blowing it up way too much and you're be, like overlooking the fact that she don't fuck with you. So like, I think it's like some type of like, um, something's not there as far as you're not seeing, you know, because you're not seeing like that. She's not interested because you're so blinded by whatever that you're so attracted to about her. You know what I mean? So I think that's probably what it looks like from that. And like, he don't even know that like he's being like, she said, no, like she don't fuck with you. So like, you got to move on. You know what I mean? So it's just like one of those things, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with you because sometimes people don't realize that they're, they're they're asking for something they want because if somebody wants you, they're going to put forth the effort. And then if you get that person, they're not going to put forth the effort, you know? So I definitely agree with you on that. So what can people look forward to on the next episode of The Sit Down? Uh, oh, man. So that's going to be episode 16 out next week. I mean, when's this coming out? Is this coming out this week? Um, this is probably gonna come out tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. So the next episode that's gonna come down is gonna be episode sixteen, um, and it's gonna be me and my uh, one of my really really close friends that we have a history, man. Like we used to we used to do jerking back in the days. Um, you know the jerking, like the whole wave of jerking. Yeah, the whole you a jerk dancing. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. So we used to have a whole little. Uh, like dance crew man we had a dance crew uh so we speak on that we get into uh let me see i haven't even started editing that one so i'm not entirely sure what's on it i know it's good content so and we just we get into like because he's a lineman so he we works on electricity and stuff like that um but mostly man is is really he has a dope perspective he grew up in the central coast so he's uh like from like uh Paso Robles, uh, San Luis Obispo from the Central Coast right there in LA, or not LA, uh, right here in California. So he's pretty cool, man. So if you can hear a lot, you're going to hear a lot of like, I, we, since we're so close, I really opened up in that episode. So it's just going to be a nice down to earth episode, bro. So, so you, so just like one of your close friends, you're going to open up to about what you, what you open up about? Man, you're, uh, let me see, bro. I mean, let me, let me pull something up real quick. I, I feel like it, we've recorded this like, Two weeks ago. Oh, man. Y'all recorded it two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I like to stay ahead, man. I like to have episodes ready to go. So I like to, you know. Um, let's see here, man. So, I mean, we talked about we talked about his high school stuff. We talked about how he – because he, he lives in Montana every now and then. So we talked about what it's like in Montana. Uh, we talk about how to properly eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, probably eat a banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we talk about the art of macking, um, and then like the first time we both ate pussy for the first, yeah. So, so we, we, we get into some stuff over here, man. We get into some stuff. <laughs> hey, that, hey, that's a that's an episode right there. <laughs> yeah, I, like, about... I forgot about it, man. I'm, I'm looking at the outline right now. Yeah, we went we went into some stuff, man. <laughs> Ooh, I, I see. I see. Y'all don't hold back on the sit now. Yeah, man, it's oh, unfiltered, bro. You know, it's about everything, bro. I feel you, man. So now, look, I'll get you out of here on this. What can people look forward to when they listen to the sit down? People can look forward to. Um, so my the sit down, man, is it's tailored for somebody that doesn't that likes diversity and likes um, something different every time you know because every time you tune in to sit down it's gonna feel the same but you're gonna have a different perspective in the show every time because i mean we go over like we like the last episode was about ptsd of an american sniper like two episodes before that it was about a, a like a, a comedian it was before that we've talked i've had girls on we've talked about porn so i mean like you're you're gonna be hearing perspectives from like all walks of life um that have like life and experience man so by tuning in you're expecting something a little bit different something new almost something new and refreshing from not from me but from somebody new every episode because i bring on a new guest every single time so that's what's pretty cool man like 
it's it's a nice like a uh, ball of just like random knowledge man so if you like random knowledge then the sit down is definitely for you so now where can the people f- follow you at and follow the sit down at man you can follow the sit down on the gram at the dot sit down podcast and um just like you we were on anchor that's our host so we're on all platforms apple podcast spotify um what's that rocket pocket cast radio public all the podcasts all mostly all the major podcast platforms i'm planning on trying to get on iHeartRadio soon so if you mess with that platform, I should be on there hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, go ahead and get on iHeartRadio because they are very helpful, y'all. So they are they're pretty cool. But I do want to thank you for coming on. And um, like I said, I know you didn't let the fact that we are three hour, the three hour time difference stop you from wanting to join me on having to join me on Look and Talk. I do appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on, man. It means a lot. It, it feels cool to be a guest, you know, rather than the host. <laughs> I feel you, man. <laughs> yes, I feel you, man. I feel you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Liquor Talk podcast. This has been the exclusive round. I am your man, V. Jones. Remember, if you want to be on the round, have a round me, just let us know. Hit us up, Liquor Talk podcast on IG. And wherever we listen to this at, go ahead and subscribe to both podcasts. Subscribe to Liquor Talk and subscribe to the sit down. And until next time,